Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa jma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you guys doing today? Wa alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right. Guys, today the topic of discussion is gratefulness and also giving. Because mm-hmm. this is a huge aspect of Islam. Yes. Giving praise and thanks to Allah because, you know, in reality, we will never even be here. We will never even experience the provisions that he's given us. And for any person who, who's out there who says, oh, why am I this? Why am I that? Why am I broke? Why am I that? I have a question for you. You know, who, there's people who complain about the provisions in life, who, who complain about how much money they have or their living situation. I want to ask you. You really think that you're broke? Sell your arm. Sell it. Sell an eyeball. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. No, because would you would you ever sell your arm? Th- this right here is an amazing point right here because our blessings we can't count our blessings, mm-hmm. but we can indeed count our hardships. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's what I'm getting at here. And even on one hand, just think about that. Mm-hmm. People say they want this, they want that, where they want this, they want that, but they ignore the blessings that they were given without even a single drop of sweat. You know, you know what's so crazy about that? I heard a thing. It goes, Allah forgives and gives, and mankind gets and forgets. Wow. Just think about that. SubhanAllah. Allah always gives and Allah always forgives you. But we as human beings, we tend to earn, get blessings, and we always tend to forget, you know, our blessings whenever hardship befalls us or negative things happen to us. And we like to we like to withhold whatever we have in possession. We don't like to give it to no one. We don't like to share with anything. And it's it's so like close, such a closed mindset. And speaking on that, right, like even when a hardship befalls us or something bad happens in our life, we as believers, we, we have the mindset that this, this is good for us, whether it be an expiation of sins, whether it raises our ranks in, uh, in paradise. Mm-hmm. Or think about it. You don't know any, like speaking like materialistically here, you don't know any person who's successful or like based that hasn't suffered any sort of trauma or hardship. Of course. You can't name me a person who hasn't suffered a hardship. Matter of fact, okay, like we, can, we can say it like that. And with that hardship comes ease. But mm-hmm. you have to think about it. What do you get in that hardship? You learn. You learn. How, how, imagine, imagine you become successful, you know, theoretically, right? But you didn't go through anything. Mm-hmm. How would you be able to deal with something if a situation was to befall you? Mm-hmm. If something bad was to happen to you? you? You didn't go through anything. You didn't learn anything. You wouldn't be able to get through it. It's the same way if you're coddled your entire life. Like if your parents do everything for you. When you start going through stuff, when you're in your own, like on no. your own, oh, yes. you start I was going to get to your parents asking them what to do instead of figuring it out for yourself because you know they helped you to understand. They eventually you're going to be independent. Eventually they're not going to be on this earth. No, no. Eventually, like you're going to have to handle things for yourself. Mm-hmm. I was going to get to this. If you never experienced trauma in your life, that then becomes the trauma. Exactly, because you have to think about it, right? If hardship, if with uh, hardship comes ease, what happens when there's no hardship? If it's ease all the time. Hardship is gonna befall you. Hardship is gonna be, and this is just this is just a given. We live life. We we do it. But the what you take from this, you always have to be grateful for the for anything. Of course, you have to remember that what you're what you're going through right now is probably a good time. Probably like probably a good time. You're gonna look back and remember this. Like this is probably one of the best times of my life, and I took it for granted. I I was upset all the time. Why are you upset? There's gonna be a rainy day that's gonna come and it's gonna strike you down. Of course, even harder than it is today. We as believers, we're gonna be tested. And you know you know what's attributed to this in Islam? Sabr. Patience. Wait, it's not just the believers who are tested. Everybody, yeah, everyone's going to be tested. Hundred like, percent. The thing, the thing is, is um, like Osman just said something. I don't know if if ever like if people caught it, 
but he said basically like a lot of people they they kind of live in a mindset where they're, it's always bad for them even if it's not necessarily bad like you understand like their life it's not that bad but for some reason they just want to feel bad they want mm -hmm. people to feel sorry for them they want people to be empathetic towards them or something you know what i'm saying they want people to understand their struggle and that goes for like the people i've seen on social media who post their struggles on like on tiktok or on instagram or something like that you see their videos they're probably crying or they're telling you about their situations and it's like what is what is you telling these people have to do with anything like what is how does this help you later on in life like how does this help you elevate in life yeah their words are nice subhanallah but they can only go so far and what I mean, look, you have to even think about it. On the other hand, social media can also be used as a way, okay, people on social media, they make everything seem better than it actually is, right? Mm -hmm. So you on, you see people on social media, you see them living the most lavish lifestyle. You, they look like they don't go through anything. And that could also cause you to feel bad as a person because in, you, in your life, you feel like, oh, I go through so many things. Look at these people living so well on social media. Like those people don't go through things too. But they can also make it look worse than it is. They can turn 100%. bad situations into worse situations, like like what they did to Andrew Tate. They made they blew everything out of proportion, making it seem like this man was a horrible criminal or something like this, and without actually having proof. So then everybody turned on him. They've done it with rappers and celebrities. They take one small menial thing about them and then they turn it into this whole story and make it seem like this person is a bad person. Mm -hmm. They do it to other Muslims, like other Muslims will do it to other Muslims who, if they make a mistake, they'll turn that mistake into the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind. They'll, right. they'll never forgive them for this type of thing. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's, he's the forgiving. This is why like gratefulness is so important. Is because humans aren't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to forgive you. He doesn't, like, he doesn't need your gratitude at the end of the day. And he says that if he were to punish us as soon as we sinned, there would be nothing left on the earth. Like, and when you think about that, that's that's the way that it would be if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not our Lord. If anybody, if anybody else was in charge, that would be the case. That nobody would be here if, if any wrong happened. Like, if this guy was to wrong me, you think I wouldn't take him off the earth if I, if I had the chance? Like... That's the type of mindset that humans have because that's why humans aren't in charge of judgment. Exactly. exactly. That's and why that's we're why in charge of morality. That's, that's why I encourage people don't take judgment from you. Like if people are judging you, judging you, but in reality, in your heart, you know who you are. When it, the, the doors are closed and it's dark in your room and you know, and you're by yourself, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. So if, if people are judging you and you're taking judgment from other human beings, you know who you are. That's where that's where the I feel like confidence. Or, most importantly, Allah knows who you yeah, are. Yeah, dignity. Allah knows your intention. Exactly. Allah knows your heart. Down to your down to your, your like your furthest thought and the, the, your foggiest thought in your brain. Allah knows who you are, and that's knows you better than you that, know yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. don't don't let other people dictate your life for you by allowing them to judge you. And even if they are judge, judging you, don't take their words and make it seem like oh this is actually who I am. Like no, who you are is who you choose to be. Who you are is the person that you that you get up every single day trying to be, and if you're trying to be better, that's who you are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that. If, if you're struggling with something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that. Other people may not know that, and you don't have to tell them about that. Because we as humans, we owe nothing to nobody else except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to Allah, we owe our gratitude. We yes, owe our worship. Yes, this, bro, you have the ability to choose who you are. That's such yeah. a great blessing that no one, like, I don't really hear nobody talking about that. I, I mean, I've heard Andrew Tate say it once that that's what, the beauty of being a man, that you can choose who you want to be. You have the ability to choose whatever you want to do and where you, where you put your effort, where you put your work in. Is that not a great blessing? Yeah. Wait, wait. The you know, blessing you know what? That, subhanAllah, you know why that's so cool is because I was telling someone the other day, I was like, I was like, us, like, I was telling them, like, us three, we practically grew up, like, around each other all the time, right? But I was like, we became so different. Like, me and you especially, we grew up playing football, playing video games, all this type of stuff, doing the same exact stuff. We're so different in, like, who we are, the way we think. 
the way we seek knowledge, all these types of things. And I was like, subhanAllah, it's so cool. It's like, you're ba we're basically like twins, but at the same time, we're so different because we got to choose everything we wanted. We got to choose the things that we liked, even though we, we were exposed to a lot of the same things. The foods that we eat, we were exposed mm -hmm. to a lot of the same things, but me and you have very different tastes. The, the TV we watch, the movies we've watched, all these things, like it's so different because we got to choose for ourselves the same way that we had to choose to look to Allah, to choose to pray to Allah. Like there are people who didn't choose that and their their path is a lonely one. It's a depressing of one. Course. Yeah, this, this is a good point right here because it just shows you things in your life is all about perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you as a person know that someone always has it worse than you, you know, you would never be the person to sit there and complain because there are people out there who will kill to be in this, uh, to, to have what you have. Mm -hmm. And it's that type of reflection that really, if you're having struggle, if you're struggling with great, like being grateful, you can have, you can adopt this mindset. Like there are people out there in the world, like envision, put yourself in their shoes. The, they, they practically, some people practically have nothing. And it's like, and you can sit here and complain in your house, in your bed, with your door, with the lock on it. With the food that you have access to, and your you're parents, yeah, yeah, your parents bro, like, like I'm saying, like some people, I'll, I'll talk to some people, like in the UK, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm scared of America," or this is like the places I live in is too much crime, this and that. They they complain about every little thing, and I'm thinking, bro, think about the people. Like for us, we're from Sudan; they're struggling right now. Think about them. Some of them they don't have food. Some of them they don't have water. Some of them they don't have a place to live. Like some of these people, they don't have like they have nothing to their name. Literally, they have no possessions to their name. Like the only thing that they have is the clothes on their back. No, you want to know where really changed my perspective on gratefulness? This is when me and you were in Sudan. I remember when we were in the village and the, our village has a big mosque in the center of it. And at all five daily prayers, you hear the call to prayer. Throughout the whole village. Throughout the whole village. And no matter whether I was in America, whether I was here, whether I was in Sudan, whether I was in Saudi Arabia, life remained the same no matter the living standard. Life remained the same. So I was like, wow, like what really matters, like what really matters. The only time I really felt extremely like sad or extreme emotion is when I had disruptions in my religion. When I was in Sudan, even though I, I was hungry a lot, I, like I got sick a lot. It still, like I still, I was happy. I'll go back within an instant. I'll go back again and again and again and again. So like, what, what is it that we're chasing in this life? That's what I started to ask myself. What is it that I'm chasing? I'm, I don't really want, like, like riches, riches is not going to help me. It's going to help the people around me. Contentment. contentment. Yes, contentment. And look, see how Allah tests people. Allah will test you with wealth, whether he, you, he doesn't give it to you or whether he gives it to you. Mm -hmm. Allah will test you with food, whether he gives it to you or doesn't give it to you. Mm -hmm. Everyone is tested in this situation and it's all about your perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look badly upon it, then that's on you. And if you want to look good upon it, then may Allah reward you for it. And he will. Like when you are grateful to Allah, Allah will always increase you. Mm -hmm. And here, 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 this is going to be some life-changing advice. The, when, the way my viewpoint in my world right, right now, like it may change in the future. It may change in the future. Or it may remain the same the entire, my entire life. The goal in this life for me is to struggle for the sake of Allah until I come, until on the day I meet him. I struggle to do good. I struggle to stay away from sin. I struggle to wake up in the morning for fajr. Like my eyes are sleepy, but I'm still struggle. What is the struggle for? It's for Allah. Alhamdulillah, I had this feeling of tiredness so that perhaps Allah may increase me. That's the, that's the way I started thinking about life. That's the way I started thinking about life. Alhamdulillah, I'm in the gym and my muscles are burning and I can't lift this weight. 
for the yep. sake of Allah. Alhamdulillah. That's the way I started living my life. Alhamdulillah, I broke my wudu so yeah, Allah can forgive my sins even Yeah, more. Alhamdulillah, I broke my wudu so I can wash my face again. Like this, that's the way I started living. Living like Alhamdulillah, they asked me to take this or they asked me to do this or they asked me to do this. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, I failed at this so I could do better next time. Exactly. Alhamdulillah, that, I failed at this so I could see my progress even bigger. That's the way I started thinking because I remember I heard this from Muhammad Ablos. Uh, it was a verse in uh, Surah Tawbah and all, it was along the lines of, I'm pretty sure it's verse 24. If your your wives and your children and your husbands are more beloved and more beloved to you than, mm-hmm. than Allah and than his, Allah, messenger. his messenger and jihadi fi sabili, struggle for his sake, then wait for the pun- wait for the punishment of Allah is coming. Like subhanallah. Jihadi fi sabili. And this is not just limited to like war and of, of, of physical altercation. Jihad, it's also with your nafs. You know, Dude, anything like if yeah. I if I struggle like let's say I have bad ego right and I can't even apologize to people mm-hmm. this is a, and I and I end up still apologizing to someone just for the sake of Allah mm-hmm. like this this is strong jihad right here yeah this is a this is a reward and then, and then also that feeling that you get that feeling of like man like this is exactly. it's hard for me to do this like thank God for that feeling and also Alhamdulillah people- that Allah rewards you the more that you struggle. Yeah. So if it's harder for me to do a certain action than it is for the next person, I'm going to be rewarded more than the next yeah, person. Yeah, it's just like it's just like the, presenting the example of like if someone who who struggles to read the Quran would versus someone who's fluent and in memorize Arabic, e- easily, like, memorize easily, their reward is is going to be different. It's going to be different. Yeah. That's all. That's all with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And look at and look at the look at the mercy of God right there. Yeah. Look at the mercy of God right there. And this just shows you how everyone has an equal chance because like, look, for example, mm-hmm. we as people say, oh yeah, we as people were created equally. Of course now we're not created equally, right? Some people are taller than others. Some people are shorter mm-hmm. than others. Some people have one eye. Some people have one leg, et cetera, whatever it may be. But we all have a chance in this dunya to get close to Allah. Mm-hmm. This is what we're all equal in, not mm-hmm. in terms of uh, materialistic things or in terms of how you look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, I always used to think about that. When I I used to think about humanity, like when I used to go to Sudan, I always used to think about like human beings. Because when you go to a different land, you see different human beings, and you see different right, culture. Right. Like it's it's it, it like makes you ask questions. I used to say, "Wow, I'm really like all of us were all equals." Because your struggle may not be my struggle, but it's still a struggle. Exactly. That's that's what I I used used to always think. I was like, see, he might not be struggling with the same thing. Like I because I used I used to be kind of like like an a hole. Like I used to think, "Man, how are you struggling with this? Are you going to like like what is wrong with you, just?" <laughs> But I was like, wow, because my struggle might not be your struggle, but it's still a struggle. And they still, that feeling that you're feeling may be the same one that they're feeling. But in that strength, for like, it comes from, you know, obviously, God, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I want, I want, like, this, the way I think about certain things is, look, success is relative based on your level of contentment with the plan of your Lord, right? And when, you know, you when you guys are going through those struggles... You have to think about like, what is this for? Like, why did I have to go through this? Because there's always a lesson in stuff. And whether you find the lesson or not, that's up to you. That's up to you to look to it. You have to look to Allah. Allah, Allah will reveal these things to you when you look to him. Like if you go through something and you turn to Allah, Allah for will guidance, show you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, like me, when I if anything befalls me, mostly for me, a lot of the stuff for me is injuries. I get hurt. I got hurt in my finger. And like this was this one was worse than my knee for some reason. It hurt me worse because you know how much you need your hands. Yeah. Like I couldn't carry stuff. I can't lift stuff. Like, I can't help my mom because she needs me to lift stuff for her and stuff like this. And it makes me angry because I'm like, man, I need my hand. Like, why did I injure my hand? Why did I go to the gym that day? Like th- these types of things. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, subhanAllah. Like you have to start thinking about if I could, if I could lift my hand to go 
go to the gym and go play a sport, why can't I lift it enough to go read Quran even more or go make more athqaf, raise my hands in dua, like these types of things. And maybe that's not the central like lesson, but that's a lesson for me. That's a lesson that I'm, okay, now I'm going to go do a lot more to remember my Lord than just going to the gym and this type of stuff. I'm going to use my hands for more good that will satisfy my Lord than more than just satisfying myself. You get what I'm saying? Like, how can I do, how can I change my ways when something befalls me so that I can satisfy my Lord even more? Of course, because like, look, some of us, we never call upon God until a hardship befalls us. And this is, this perhaps may, may be the reason why Allah puts you through that hardship. Yeah. Allah sees the potential in you. So then he, he, he throws a calamity your way. And then in that moment, you go and you pray, you go and you make dua, you seek his forgiveness. This right here is a blessing. It brought you closer to Allah. As man, as I'm pretty sure we're warned about people like that, right? What? People who only turn to Allah in times of hardship, but no. when when once they're in a time of ease, they're not they're not seeking out their Lord at all. Of course, and uh, yeah. that it's those are not the type of people that I was talking about. But of course, I was talking about the people where once once a hardship befalls them, that's when they start turning to Allah, and and they seek Allah's guidance, and then Allah guides them. And then yeah, and that, but that's beautiful though. Perhaps you, perhaps you're in a great place in your life, and then Allah sends you a calamity, and you you had forgotten God all your life. But in that calamity, you remembered God and you relied upon Him, and then He guided you and He forgave you and He accepted your repentance. Like, of course, man, is that but not see, is that not the definition you don't of mercy? Take your foot off the gas when you do that. Exactly. There are people who turn back right back to the sin that they yeah. were committing once the ease comes I, back I to agree. them. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, there, it reminds me of the the verse in Surah Yusuf. It says like. Uh, mankind, don't call me exactly, but like man calls upon Allah, whether they be laying on his side or whatever oh, it may be, right? And Allah, you know, eases their hardship. Mm -hmm. But after he does, it's as if they never called upon him in the first place. SubhanAllah, man, that's so crazy. And like in speaking of that, right? So I was speaking to a brother, right? You know, he, he was put in jail, right? Obviously, like you, you guys know the brother that I'm yeah. talking about here. Mm -hmm. But he, he told me, he says... There's always a person that has a worse situation than me. He says, I thank Allah for my sentence every single day. I get up, I make sure I pray my five daily prayers because nothing is more important than that. He said, this dunya is nothing more than an amusement. Ever since I got in here, I've been able to read the Quran five times. I'm reading a 400-page book on the biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, subhanAllah. Like this right here, this just shows you the power of perspective, right? He goes in there. You know, this this is the worst thing to befall a lot of people because just imagine you're sitting there in a cell, you're locked away from your family, you can't go outside, right? You have to sit there and eat the food that they serve you, right? And you don't even want to be in there. You're, you're away from your family. But yet he still finds the blessing in, in what Allah has given to him. And I want to put this in perspective because this is, this is something that hits home. It's him who's calling you over the phone, who's telling you, like, hold on, hold on. It's him that's calling you over the phone who's telling you, I can't like I'm praying my five daily prayers. I'm reading more Quran. I'm reading the books. I'm reading. I'm learning more about Islam. And he had just recently converted to Islam before he went into prison. And now he's in prison. He's telling you. And the fact of the conversation, the phone call that you and him have is about Islam. Is that not such a blessing to the eyes of the world? He's in prison. He's a criminal. He's locked up. But to us, he's he, like he's yeah, that's in the eyes of Allah. That's our most in the in the eyes of Allah. There couldn't be nothing more better than him. Exactly. A mu'min. That's so like Subhanallah. I mean, think about it. Look, look, like, I'm, this is not me even making a comparison, but just because humans want to throw you in jail calling you a bad person doesn't mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you as a bad person. You understand? Of course. The, the people of Egypt, they threw Yusuf alayhi salam into, into prison. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a criminal. They, mm -hmm. they suspected of him of committing a crime, and uh, he only got out because he was able to uh, interpret uh, the dreams of the king, right? But they threw him in jail. They thought he was a criminal. Prophet of Allah. <laughs> yeah, the prophet of, a prophet of Allah. And this is not the only one. They threw Prophet Ibrahim, like we talked in the previous episode. They threw him in a fire. 
They thought this he was insulting their gods. They uh, they exiled the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam yeah. out of Mecca. Yes, out of his holy land. Out of the land that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to come to. This is your land. Hadil Balad al-Ameen. They told him to come here. This uh the, the Qibla, that that's his building. Like this is Baytullah. Like, and they they exiled him from there. They kicked him out. Like, so just because humans see things one way, just like we said, just like you said, actually, things are not always what they seem. Mm -hmm. You know? So don't don't take the what society may see things as as what Allah sees things as. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it clear what he, what he knows and what he sees because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowing. And think about it. These are prophets of Allah, and look how Allah tested them. Look at their ranks with Allah. Look how much Allah loves them. Mm -hmm. And if Allah loves you, of course, he's going to test you too. So you better take the you better take the test and the pain with honor when it comes from Allah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's something so crazy. Like it's it's very um, like I can't really think of the word, but for when our a lot of us when we struggle, we start to question things. We start to ask like a lot of things. Question our Lord, and we never think about what the prophets went through. Like, you got a lot of people are always like, oh, so why are these the, these guys the prophets? Look what they bared. They bared this for the sake no, of Allah. No, no. And you, wait, wait, wait. They bared this with free will, the same free will we have. They didn't have a choice. Oh, no. They had a choice to turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They had a choice to deny their prophethood or to uh, to allow shaitan to uh, influence them. But they didn't. They endured these trials for the sake of Allah with patience, with strength, only looking to Allah, calling Allah by his names. Doing these types of things, but when we get touched, we're like, why, Ya Allah, why, why do me? you do this to me? Uh, like, why, why am I getting tried? Why does this happen to me? And this doesn't happen to him. It's not just like the prophets endured this, but the one thing that we're we're missing in this conversation is patience. Do you know the the like the epitome of patience with the prophet with the prophets? The idea of clutch. They were and the in their hardest moments, that's when they were at their best. That's when they went their best. Mm -hmm. Like, think about it. Or like um, Eunice, when he was thrown in the belly of the whale. Mm -hmm. When was it? If I were to ask you, when was his best time? When he called to Allah. And then Allah answered him immediately. And he took him out the belly. When he was in the belly of a whale. Could you imagine? Like, I remember not too long ago, people were in the submarine at the bottom of the ocean. Of course. So like, imagine the same yeah. situation. Look at look at most of the du'as that we are told in the Quran. They are from times when the prophets were struggling. Exactly. La ilaha that's Prophet Yunus Salam's dua. That's his best time. That's that's a time where he understood like his error. And he had to only the only thing he could do was turn to Allah. There was nothing else for him to do. Or Musa Alayhi Salam was was put on put on the back foot by uh, Fir'aun, and that and that's when Musa Alayhi Salam put his full trust in Allah, and Allah split the sea for him. Look at where patience takes you in this life. Where's the, of where course, in Allah my salvation. Yeah. Also, yeah. Indeed, Allah's Allah with, with the, the patience. patience. Yeah. Also, look at when Musa Alayhi Salam was nervous to go speak to Pharaoh. What his dua? You say this all the time. Oh my Lord, open for me my chest. ease for me my task. Remove the knot from my tongue. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, an another one, Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. Like, mm -hmm. the same prophet commanded to sacrifice one of his sons, asked for his entire progeny to be uh, to be blessed. Oh no, you want to know what his son, like, this is something so beautiful. This is, I, every time I hear, I see a sheikh talk about this, they like, they start tearing up, they start crying. Like, when Ibrahim alayhi salam was commanded to go take take his son, take his life. And mm -hmm. Ibrahim went and told his son, because his son was at the age of maturity. So he knew right from wrong. He knew the decisions. He knew about Allah. You know what his son said? Satajiduni insha'Allah min as You will find me, God willing, from the patient. Mm -hmm. 
What a like imagine what a, speaking of what patience. a shivered son. That's like that's subhanallah. Speaking of patience, speaking right? of true submission. Yeah, yeah this is true like, submission to Allah. Man. Like I've been in times where, you know, I've endured things like like a champion. I've I've thought to myself, I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm doing this, but all, glory be to Allah that I am. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times where I'm like, man, why am I not stronger? What am I doing wrong? Like, why are these thoughts in my head stronger than my like than my trust in Allah at this moment? Like, there are times where these these thoughts they struggle. I struggle with them, and I'm not afraid to admit it because if you're afraid to admit it, then you're just ignorant and you're just a fool. Because the first thing to better yourself is to admit where you're wrong, to admit where you struggle. Yep. And you don't have to admit it to the whole world, but you can admit it to yourself. I admit it to my Lord. Yes, that's what, I, bro, one of the, the key things to success, like my, my key thing, one of my key things, when someone asks you this, who said this? Say, Osman Abdelhaim Muhammad Hafiz. Is one, admit it's in reflection. Because every time, like in the Quran, you always see, and, and this is a sign for those who reflect. Like the people, the, the believers are those who reflected. They were reflecting upon like the situ- their situation. And that's how you learn a lesson. You have to review, review and revise what you went through. Of course. And like speaking of reflection, it's like me, like even the other day, I lost the keys to something very important. But I hadn't found myself seeking a stuff out of that, that day. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I lost them, I was I was doing my stuff fun and I was able to find the keys afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I took that as a blessing from Allah because had I not lost those keys, maybe I wouldn't have made a stuff fun that day. Mm-hmm. And also acceptance. I believe you also have to accept that whatever has bef- befalled you has befalled you. And I remember I read, I read that in Surah Hadid. Ma asaba min musibutin illa fil ardi wa la fi anfusikum illa fi kitabin min qabli an nabra'aha. Except nothing has happened, no calamity has happened in yourselves or in something else. Except that it's in a kitab. Except that it's in a book. Mm-hmm. That has been written long before written. you even. And apply. you know what it is? What? It's all dunya. It's all dunya. It's just so dunya. You, once you're gone from this earth, and once for a minute into paradise, inshallah, not gonna be worried about that. <laughs> no, but I need I need people to like what's it called? I need people to really take that in real quick. Is that whatever happens to you, it's already been decreed. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there are yeah, there are um, what's it called? There are like notions that yeah do i can change your your creed but there are certain things in your life that will have to happen to you because if they don't like if you were to try to make dua so that nothing ever happens to you in life then where where's your test yep like where would you like for me i i know that hardship has to come so i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna shy away from it i'm not gonna turn my back to it because then it'll be so much harder to go i'm gonna look it i'm gonna look the hardship in the face I'm gonna take it like a man, like a yeah, champ. I, yeah, I'm gonna look with at honor. you. I'm gonna look. Honor. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna endure this with honor for the sake of Allah, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala brought this to me, knowing that I can get through it. Because Allah does not test you with something you can't bear. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some people saying, "Oh, I can't bear this," and I'm like, "If you can't bear it, you wouldn't be on this earth. Exactly. If you couldn't bear the struggles you go through, you wouldn't be here." Because Allah would have allowed it to destroy you. Yes, but it didn't. Can. If it doesn't destroy you, that's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there with you. He understands that, yes, you're struggling with this. But the more that you look to him, the easier it gets. And even look at this. Like you just said something really shit. If you couldn't bear the struggles that is life, because you can't bring me one person on earth who hasn't struggled. If you can't bear the struggles that is life, you wouldn't be here. So tell me why you're here, boy. Do you understand? Yes. Like, subhanAllah. That means we're living for God. Living for God. Before, we're living for a before test. Before we came to this earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked every single soul about, like, if they're ready to endure what they have to go through here to make it to Jannah. Not a single soul said no. 
Yeah. And although yes. you don't remember that, believing that allows you to understand further that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he put me on this earth because he understood that I could, I could endure whatever I have to go through to get to Jannah. I have to, I know that I could pass this test to make it to Jannah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not put you here if, if there was no chance for you to become a believer. What the heck? <laughs> like if you were just destined for hellfire, you'd be there already. One of the biggest things though, if you do like, let's say go through a hardship and you don't know what to do, go learn about the names and attributes of Allah. Know who your Lord is. Mm -hmm. Know who God is. That, that's, yeah, great advice right there. And then you, you will truly understand why you're going through the hardship and exactly how to get out of it and who to call upon with, with what attributes to call upon. SubhanAllah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to end it. One, wait, hold on. One, like, yeah, okay. Speaking about the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some of the names I call out to Allah a lot, especially when I'm asking for something, is, you know, calling Allah by Al-Alim, Al-Hakim, Al-Aziz, Al-Samiyah, Al-Basir. Because I like to acknowledge, I like to acknowledge Allah's wisdom, his his seeing, his uh, his hearing, um, his wisdom. Uh, his, well, I wisdom. Right. his knowing. Like I, I like to call him by these things because those are things that I'm not, right? Like things, yeah. Of course, I possess eyes, I could see, right? But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the all seeing. Mm -hmm. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the all. There's not even a comparison. Yeah, exactly. The Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's wisdom is far greater than mine. So I say, like, if this thing is greater, greater for me then you are most wise about what is best for me. That type of stuff, right? And obviously there are many, many, many names, 99 to be exact, that you could the call reveal. upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. And, you know, there are many that are good in certain situations. Like if, if there's, like if you were to call out asking for a spouse, Allah's, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Adul Dude. He's the most loving. He knows exactly what, what you would be best fit to love someone for the sake of Allah, right? And, you know, it's just a reminder to for us and for you to... Call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his names. Don't just call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not acknowledge who he is because you have to have knowledge of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Of course. And how do we get to know? By knowing what these names mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By submitting fully. <clears throat> Tawheed. Tawheed is the number one. And yeah, um, I think that is a great way to close out this episode. You know, subhanAllah, very beneficial. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking, like, speaking this gratitude, this... Feeling like this gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it'll really elevate you. I'm not even gonna mm -hmm. lie to you. Like me personally, I've whatever I've gone through, I'm not like I, I don't like to speak on what I go through because wearing that type of stuff on your sleeve, it it brings either negativity or positivity. It doesn't really it's never in between. Like it might be positive because people look at you different. They're like, Oh, yeah, you went through this, why you're so strong, or they're negative and they'll be like, Oh, so you went through this? Like, what about these people? Like, they're going through you wanna you wanna know stuff, how I think right? about it? I think about whatever whatever trauma I've experienced in the past, I would think about it as my past self looked to me right now, my future self, and said, When I I'm gonna be better. So what I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna be better now. That's and one thing I, I did strongly I was I, I always, always thank Allah, show my gratitude to Allah and knowing that Allah will always increase me no matter what, so mm -hmm. long as I'm always grateful to him. Mm -hmm. And I could say like from a subjective side that it has worked mm -hmm. 100%, 110% of the time. Just never think that you're safe from those Iman fluctuations when you go through a struggle. Mm -hmm. Just know that they're, they will come and they'll be there and you just have to be prepared on how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Because you'd be a liar to yourself if you said that that never happened to you. 100%. That'd be like saying that you never sinned or something, bro. Because we all have to experience these types of things to understand where we are in life and where we want to go. But yeah, you know, you know what that being said, you know, salam alaikum warahmatullah. All right, guys. If you enjoyed this video, send this to your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change. 
by sharing this video. And just to remind you, we are not scholars, we're still students of knowledge. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.